0: Welcome back to our last day, day 5 of looking through Psalm 31 to 35. We're looking at Psalm 35 today. It's a psalm that begins with the word contend. It's a psalm about how to trust God to contend, to fight for you. How to trust God to fight for you specifically against those who scheme against you, against those who lie about you, and against those who gloat over you. Now, you're gonna need this in your life at some point, but if you've got somebody scheming against you right now, if you've got somebody lying about you right now, if you've got somebody gloating over you right now, you need the words of this Psalm today. Because David tells us exactly what to do, how to trust God to fight our fights, how to trust God to win our battles. In verses one to 10, he tells us, when people scheme against you, look to God to protect you. Let me read verses one to six. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and buckler, arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. So here, David, he, he asks God to fight for him. Instead of deciding he's gonna fight the battle on his own, he's saying, there's people scheming against me, and God, I'm showing up, I'm asking you to fight this battle for me. I need you to fight this battle for me. Many times when people scheme against you and you start to fight against them, you're actually entering into the very battle they'd love to have you in. They love to have people begin to fight against them. That was part of their scheme. That makes them feel important, helps them to maybe win some material victories. People that scheme against you are very confused when you start to trust God to fight your battles for you. Now, does that mean you have nothing to do in the battle? (laughs) No, God's sometimes going to direct you into exactly what you need to do. But there are many times when he will direct you to be silent when he will direct you that he has the work to do. When Jesus faced his greatest battle on the cross, his father directed him to be silent in the face of the accusations that were brought against him. So when you face these battles, you ask God to fight for you. He not only prays that when he looks to God to protect him, he also asks God to speak to his soul. Did you notice that in the midst of this? It sort of stands out as a different phrase as he's praying about his enemies. In the midst of this, David says, say to my soul, I am your salvation. So as you're asking God to fight the battles for you, you're reminding yourself, you're asking God to remind your soul that he's your salvation, not the circumstances, not those people, not everything working out like he wanted it to. He is your salvation. So God, speak that to my soul. Give me that confidence that no matter what happens, I am standing firm in your salvation. Now, as he prays this prayer, he prays very specifically and he asks the angel of the Lord to drive the enemy away. It's like he's bringing out the big guns. I mean, the angel of the Lord is the, is the, pre- the spiritual presence of God in, in this world fighting against the enemy. He doesn't say, hey, God, we, we make sure the circumstances don't work out right for them. Or, or God, could you like maybe confuse their minds? He does pray some of those prayers in other places. But here he just goes for the big guns. And he says, just send the angel of the Lord. Just in your presence come and you just chase them away. Let them feel like you're pursuing them. Well, if somebody's being pursued by the very presence of God, they're not thinking about you anymore. They're not scheming against you anymore. And the truth is, that person that's fighting against you, they're not a believer. One day, one day they're going to lose the battle against the Lord. One day they're going to stand before him and they're going to find that the life that they lived, the schemes that they had, they, they end up just sand in their hands. They're nothing they're gonna end up with nothing but loss. So any battles that we face against those who are not believers, we need to remember there's compassion because we recognize they need the Lord. We ask God to fight for us with a sense of compassion towards even our enemies. Jesus taught us, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. When people scheme against you, you look to God to protect you. Now, each of these sections, he ends it with praise. And here he begins this praise in verse nine. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and the needy from those who would rob them. It is is good to praise God as you ask him to fight for you. And in advance, before the battle is even over, David reminds himself, God's going to win this victory. And God, I'm giving you praise in advance. Even those who have no resources, you fight for them and you're going to win this battle. So when people when people come against you in this kind of way, you trust God as the one who's going to bring your victory. The second truth he reminds us of is in verses 11 to 18. When people lie about you, look to God to reward you. Listen to verses 11 to 15. Ruthless witnesses come forward. They question me on things I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good, and they leave my soul forlorn. Yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When when my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. But when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. Attackers gathered against me when I was unaware. They slandered me without ceasing. So David says, when they were ill, I prayed for them. I even fasted for them. But when I stumbled, they gloated against me. They slandered me without ceasing. Here, he says, they rewarded my prayers, God, with evil for good. And so I'm praying that you will give good for even the evil that they're trying to do against me. Even this evil, even these lies, God, bring good out of it. Only God can do that lies are from Satan. Satan's the liar. He's the father of all lies. So any lie that you're hearing against you, it's coming from Satan. God is the father of all good, and he's greater than Satan. He can defeat any lie. He can take any lie, and he can use even what Satan is trying to use against you for evil. He can use it for good. So in verse 17, David prays, "O oh Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from their ravages, my precious life from these lions.'" There are times when people are saying false things about you, when you're facing circumstances that are against you. There are times when you feel exactly like David feels here. How long? How long do I have to endure this? When you feel that way, what, you sh- what should you do? Well, you start like David started. You tell God how you feel. You say, God, how long am I going to have to go through this? It seems like forever. I don't know if I have the strength to go one more day. You tell him exactly where you are. You ask him to rescue you. And God gives you the strength for one more day. Now, as he's praying that God will give him strength, even when people lie against him, he adds a note of praise. In verse 18, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among the throngs of people, I will praise you. What I love about this is that David kept praying amidst the people, even when he was under attack, even when people were ridiculing him. He could have been embarrassed, ashamed. He could have decided, I'm not going to show my face in front of anybody. But even when he was under attack, he kept praising God with others. And I encourage you to do that. Even when you're under attack, keep praising God with others. Yeah, there may be some people in that crowd who are against you, but there are a lot who are for you. Don't let their lies cause you to hide out from worshiping with others. That's what Satan would love to see happen. Then he has the victory. You keep worshiping with others. That's where God's victory is. That's where God's truth is. There's a third section to this psalm. He talks about when people gloat over you. When people gloat over you, you look to God to vindicate you. Listen to verses 19 to 24. Let not those who gloat over me, who are my enemies without cause, let not those who hate me without reason maliciously, wink the eye. They do not speak peaceably. They devise false accusations against those who live quietly in the land. They gape at me and they say, aha, aha. With our own eyes, we have seen it. O Lord, you have seen this. Do not be silent. Do not be far from me, O Lord. Awake and rise to my defense. Contend for me, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, in your righteousness, O Lord my God. Do not let them gloat over me. That's trust in God with your troubles. That's trust in God when people are against you. All of us, when people gloat over us, we we wanna vindicate ourselves. We all feel that way. But David, he has the spiritual strength to look to God to vindicate him. And look at his bold requests. God, do not be silent, do not be far from me. Awake and rise to my defense, contend for me, vindicate me. Now you might get the sense here that he's ordering God what to do, he is not. David clearly knows that he can't order God around. Instead, he's boldly recognizing before God what God can do in this circumstance. Even in a time when you are under attack, you can know, you can recognize before God, God, you will not be silent you will have the last word in this circumstance. God, you will not be far from me. You will be my closest friend, my omnipresent father. God, you will arise to my defense. God, you will contend for me. God, you will in the end vindicate me. I trust in that. Jesus looked to this verse 19 of this psalm when he faced those who would gloat over his misfortune. In John 15, 25, but this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. So Jesus saw Psalm 35 as a prophecy of how he would be treated. And we see in how Jesus responded how we're to act. As I said earlier, we love our enemies. We pray for those who persecute us. David says two things to end this Psalm. First in verse 27, may those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, The Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servant. David talks about those who delight in his vindication. He remembers that he has friends. No matter what attack you're going through, don't forget that you have friends who will stand with you. You may not have even found them yet. The people who are surrounding you right now, there are no friends. Well, in God's church, in God's body, he has some friends for you who will stand with you. And then the second thing that David writes at the end is in verse 28, My tongue will speak of your righteousness and of your praises all day long. So again, keep worshiping no matter what the attacks. Don't let their schemes keep you from seeing God's promises. Don't let their lies keep you from seeing God's truth. Don't let their gloating keep you from seeing God's encouragement and hope. Let's pray together. Our Father, contend for us contend for us. When those around us are scheming against us and lying about us and gloating over us, we look to you as the Father who loves us, who will contend for us. And I know, Lord, we often pray how long. We wish the fight that you fought would be immediate. But Lord, you're fighting an eternal battle, and you're going to have eternal victory. So we stand in that place of your eternal victory right now. And in that place, we pray that the battle we're facing right now, that one day is going to end in victory, we pray that as soon as possible, it could end in victory. Let the lies stop, let the gloating stop, let the schemes stop. And instead, God, bring out your plan, your purpose, your promises. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Join us next week. We're going to continue together to let God's Word speak to our hearts.